as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. And with us today is Katherine Depps. Hi Katherine, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Monica? I am really, really good. Excited to be here with you today and learn a little bit more about your story. I know we've talked behind scenes a little bit and we've been spending some time together, but I can wait for our listeners to learn who you are and how you got here. Thank so, you for having me. I'm, I, I'm so honored to be on this, on this with you. So yeah, we are the ones that are honored to have you here. You're super amazing woman and everybody needs to hear it. So let's jump right on. Who is Catherine and why are you here today? Awesome. So that, that's a broad question, but I'm going to try to dial it in. So, um, so I am a woman, first of all, a very proud woman. Um, I'm a mom of two little girls. So Zelda is going to be almost eight. Jade's going to be almost three. Um, so really proud mom. I'm, I'm so blessed to have my girls, obviously a wife. Um, and I'm also an entrepreneur and I think this is how you and I connected. We are just two mama entrepreneurs doing what we do and, and, uh, trying to make a difference in the world. So awesome. Awesome. I cannot wait to hear how you've come from zero to entrepreneur, right? So with kids and all, we, we have to put out the question out there. We happy the kids are going back to school. So we can do these things, right? We can yes, 110% <laughs> for us and for them. Both, yeah, both of us yeah. are happy on both sides. <laughs> so we're just going to put that out there. We're super happy right now. We're enjoying ourselves. Um, let's see what happens. But, you know, that's a good thing. So take me through your journey. Do you want to tell us where you are today and then bring it back? Or do you want to start from the beginning and then bring us to you are today? Let's start in the beginning, actually, and kind of go okay. through that. It's always fun to go through the journey. So I was actually born and raised overseas in Lebanon, in the Middle East. Uh, my mom was American, uh, had married my dad, moved to Lebanon. And um, that's where I went to school you know, most of my life. And I was actually born and raised during a war most of my life. Uh, Lebanon was a war ridden country. And that's all I knew, right? That's all I knew. And um, so that's kind of where I started. I have four brothers, my dad was in the military, you know, lived in a very patriarchal society. So as a woman, as a girl, especially in a household where I didn't have any sisters, you know, other than my mom, we were the only two girls in the household. 
there was always trying to find my voice and trying to fight for my voice. Um, I am very blessed to have an amazing family and support system, but growing up in that third world country was not easy as a woman, um, you know, because your voice didn't matter that much. And so when I graduated, I came here to the Boston area. My mom's originally from here. So I came here, I went to college. I went to Merrimack College, graduated was working full-time, going to school full-time. And then um, my then boyfriend, who's obviously now my husband, uh, had moved from Lebanon to Montreal because he used to live there when he was younger. So went back there and I ended up in Montreal. So I followed him from Boston to Montreal and I ended up spending 10 years there, which is crazy. I never, never thought that that would happen. Um, and I, at the time, was doing continuing ed. I was doing some, I studied political science, international relations, was doing translation as well in school. And then I was also working full-time. I started working in the banking industry. So in the financial world. Mm -hmm. So you and I speak very similar, at least used to speak very similar languages. Yeah. And I had a good job, but it wasn't a great job. Um, I learned a lot. As an employee, I, I, I learned a lot about taking care of finances and stuff, but it wasn't a fulfilling job. And I knew that I had to find something that was more purpose-driven. And I was working in a very negative environment and I didn't want to be around that. You know, I'm a very, I've become a very positive person over time. And I want to surround myself with positive, uplifting people. And the financial world wasn't, wasn't offering that to me. Mm -hmm. And I have a passion for food and cooking, as you know, Monica, and my dream was always to have a cooking show. But at the time, you know, if I were to go down that path, I had to be okay with not making money for a while until I made it. And I couldn't afford that because I was paying for student loans and just wasn't making a lot of money. So I was financially really tight. Mm -hmm. And so I had to find a way to make money, but also still be happy because I was not happy where I was. And I remember, I kid you not, this is a true story. I was so frustrated and miserable at work. I remember standing outside one day, I lifted up my arms, looked up to the sky and said, okay, I'm ready. Send me a sign, whatever it is, I'm ready for a change. And two weeks later, a good friend of mine in Montreal dragged me to an Arbonne event. I reluctantly went. <laughs> I almost didn't go that night. I really didn't. I almost didn't go because in my mind, I'm thinking I don't have money to spend. Right. I was, you know, I was paying my student loans and, yeah. and I'm like, I just don't know if I want to be around more people. And I remember this was a moment that changed my life forever. I remember mm -hmm. sitting on the couch, it was six 45 and the event was at seven and it was down the street from my house and I had no children at the time. So really in reality, I didn't have many excuses. And I remember talking to myself and saying, should I go or should I not go? And I kept pondering back and forth and a gut feeling inside of me said, you need to go. And I got up, I got in my car and I drove for three minutes to get to the event. And that three minute car ride changed the course of my life forever. And crazy, right? Like when you look back at it at the time, you don't really realize it, but when you look back, you realize, wow, those little moments those little yeah. moments in your life of really trusting your gut and not trying to control the situation and trusting the process really changed and opened up doors for you like you would have never imagined. And I went there that night and I met an amazing woman who came to share her story and uh, something inside of me just knew that this was the answer I was looking for. And it's interesting. It wasn't so much the products that made me join Arbonne. It was the business. It was the ability to travel 
my family was scattered all over the world. Uh, we were five kids in five different countries. My youngest brother was all the way in Australia at the time. Um, my mom didn't live near me. My parents didn't. My husband's family was in the same situation. So we, I needed to find something that would give me flexibility and freedom to be where I needed to be. And um, I remember, you know, my mom lived in Lebanon for over 30 years. And when her parents passed away here in the States, she wasn't here for that. And I never wanted to be in that situation. And so I needed to find something that would give me that flexibility and freedom and time. And so I jumped into Arvon because I knew deep down inside, even though I, I didn't have a business background, I was not an entrepreneur. Yeah. I did not have a, you know, any product background, nutrition, beauty, none of that. But I was, at the time, I was what we call an ingredient junkie. I wasn't a product junkie. I was an ingredient chunky I'd already started to switch to cleaner products I went through my own health journey for most of my childhood I spent it sick I suffered from chronic migraines from the age of 11 chronic headaches and migraines and nobody could tell me what it was from mm -hmm. at 20 at 20 years old I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism went on medication for that didn't do anything for me just made me gain a lot of weight um, and so I realized that if I go down that path that something had to change. And this was before Arbonne. So I started to go on a self-healing journey and I started to educate myself about the body and how the body works and nutrition and what we're doing. And, and I learned about the toxins and all the stuff that we're putting, it's what was making me sick. And so when Arbonne came into my life, it was a perfect fit. It made the most sense to me. And it also gave me an opportunity to build a business around something that I really enjoyed and I was really passionate about. And fast forward nine years later, here I am. So I moved back to the Boston area, December, 2016. So almost five years ago. And because my business is international, I took it with me. And, uh, and, and here I am now I am a mom of two girls. So my oldest was born in Montreal and my youngest is, will turn three in October. So, um, yeah. And, you know, here I am today sitting on this call with you. Who would have known nine years ago that we would connect, right? <laughs> so tell me, how are you integrating? Because I know you, you haven't really touched on this, but tell everyone how, you know, you, you said you haven't, you didn't have a business background. You didn't have a product background. You didn't have an entrepreneur background, but you did have a passion and it was food, how were you able to link, you know, with the food in order to pursue that passion? Because I know it has something to do with it. So let's yes. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, food has always been a passion of mine since I was a little girl. I, I just knew I had a gift in the kitchen and, and being in my kitchen is my meditation. It's my, my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So I love being in the kitchen and creating. And what I learned over time, what I learned from um, nutrition and what I was eating Um, I learned ways to serve my body and to fuel my body with things that were good for me. And so I, of course, went into my kitchen and started experimenting because I am somebody who will not eat something that I don't like. Um, I just won't. And so I had to, I had to experiment and create foods that I loved, but turn them super good for you. And I think that's kind of where my expertise comes in. I'm like the person they call when they need questions about ingredients and products and, um, 
you know, when someone's at the supermarket, can I have this? Should I have this? Is there an alternative? So that I'm the person that people call for that because for so many years I've been experimenting for so many years I've been creating and, you know, messing up and trying again and creating all these recipes. And, and now it's easy for me to do that. It's just an extension of, you know, what I do. My family eats very, very healthy. I love sharing it with people. And so you know, over the years, a lot of people asked me to open a restaurant. You should open a restaurant. I said, no, I don't want to open a restaurant. I don't want to be stuck in four walls cooking yeah. all day, but I want to share my knowledge and what I know and what I'm learning and what I'm creating with the world. Yeah. And that's why a cooking show was always something that's on the back of my mind, because I feel that that's a great out, you know, uh, it's a great way to connect with so many people now with social media internationally and share what changed my life. You know what I mean? Share how food can really fuel your body and how you can really start to take care of your health. Because what I learned over the years is our body is our one vessel that's going to take us everywhere in this world. And we only have one body. And if we're not taking care of it, then what's the point? Yeah. You know, what's the point? You can't fully show up as yourself if you're not taking care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that starts with taking care of your mind with, and taking care of your body inside and out. And that's why in Arbonne, we believe in that mind-body-skin connection because it's all interconnected. So I'm a big believer in mindset, um, positive thinking. I, I meditate regularly. I journal and, you know, all the stuff you and I have talked about this. They're part of my everyday because they, they make a whole lot of difference. And so when, you know, working in nutrition, you know, a big part of Arbonne, you know, we are a health and wellness company. It's been around for 41 years. And a lot of people might think we're still, you know, skincare or makeup, but we actually cover the whole spectrum of personal care, makeup and nutrition. Um, and being a vegan company are and and such a clean brand, mm -hmm. our nutrition products are amazing. So I really experiment with that. And I use a lot of that in my cooking and my baking. Um, and so I, I love, love doing workshops, for example, I know you and I are planning something like this soon, yeah. like doing these smoothie bowl workshops, teaching people how to create food that they love, that tastes good, but that's actually good for them. And they're not going to leave that feeling guilty afterwards. Um, so there's so many ways that I use that in my businesses and in my coaching, um, because I know people need that. People are looking for that today. And there's so much information out there. There's yeah. so much information and it, it is overwhelming. And there are certain basics that you can learn that, you know, uh, we can, I can help people with, but it's about adapting that for them and their lifestyle and what they're looking for. And I think that's, what's important is what might work for somebody might not work for somebody else. So we have to adapt that and change it and adjust and, and, and make it work for them. Because what's important is that when you stick to something, you do it. Yeah. You know, I don't want people saying, okay, I'm going to do this and not do it because what it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that way. So it's important that people take care of themselves and find something that they can create lifelong habits with, create a lifestyle around, not just something that they're going to do and then go back to their old ways. Yeah. Um, and because the truth is, is requires yeah. consistency and that's where the coaching yes. part comes into play. Absolutely. Right? Consistency, accountability, support. That's huge. I mean, I, you know, in business per se, like I wouldn't have been where I am if I didn't have that support system and that mentorship. Um, and I want to offer that to people, especially, you know, people that are going on this health journey, because I've been there. I know what it feels like. 
I've been on the other side and I always say nothing feels as good as healthy does. And that's so true. When you have your health, you're able to show up fully in every other area of your life. But if your body and your mind is not where it needs to be, it's impossible to show up fully in other areas of your life. Uh, and so that's where my passion and my drive comes in is really helping people in change their life with what I've learned along the way and, and the things that I've applied in my day to day that have made such a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and you, you have to take care of yourself in order to show up fully and feel good because you can still show up, but not feel so good about it. Right. Exactly. So I know you have a big community of women around you. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what have been some of the experiences um, with these women? What are some of the stories? It's not about you because you're not just selling a product or, you know, coaching people how to live, you know, better lives. You have a whole leadership role within your community. So tell me more about that. And yes, absolutely. And it's how you and I connected. So I um, co-lead uh, the Reading's chapter in Women's Business League. So Women's Business League is a networking group for women entrepreneurs. And I believe it's, it's in a league of its own. It really is second to none. It's just a different caliber. It's a beautiful space that's attracting some amazing women. Um, and, you know, we have different chapters um, all over the U.S. Mainly it started in this area. And that's how I kind of yeah. came into, I was networking a lot before, but I came into a space where I felt like, wow, like this is a space I want to be in. This is a space I want to connect with other women. Yeah. And um, so my mom and I actually co-lead the Reading's chapter. And, um, but I love that you and I come from very different places. You know, you're about an hour away from me, but because of Women's Business League, we got connected and then we've yeah. just been doing so much together, which is awesome. Um, so yes, I believe that we have to give back. And I feel really blessed that I've had a support system in my business from the very beginning. But I know that most women entrepreneurs, when they're on their own, they don't have that support system. And it's really hard. I don't think I'd be where I am today if I didn't have that support system and my mentors along the way. And yeah. so by deciding to become a leader in Women's Business League, I want to offer that mentorship and that coaching, and that support system for women who don't have that, who are on their own, who are starting everything from scratch. And it's such a great space for people to connect with others that they, you know, that can help their business and collaborate with other people. And what I've seen through all the stories that I've heard is at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Yeah. We all want to be heard. We all want to be validated and we all want to live happy. And WBL is a space to do that. And it's a space to connect with other people. And what ends up happening from there is you create these friendships that go way beyond WBL. And um, I, I just feel really blessed to be part of that community and to, to be a big part of that community as well. Yeah. So how, how have you grown? Yeah, I know you've been doing this for nine years, but if you look back, what has been your biggest lessons how how have you grown um to become who you are today what what have been the uh 
the lessons learned, I guess. And there are so many lessons. I mean, where I was nine years ago, uh, looking back, it just, I kind of chuckle a little bit because, you know, we always overwhelm ourselves with things. But when you look back, it's pretty fascinating how you can grow as a, as a, as a person. When I started my business, um, I didn't have a network. And so I had to go out and build a network. And I built my entire organization cold market. Mm. And so it was people, everybody that I have, um, in my team or as clients today are people I did not know before Arbonne. And what that had to teach me was it had to teach me how to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And it had to teach me how to be comfortable being uncomfortable so that you can grow because it's through those moments of being uncomfortable and stretching yourself. That's when you're learning the lessons. Yeah. It's the uncomfortableness that teaches you the lessons that helps you grow. What I've learned along the way is it's not about the goal or where you're going. It's about who you become in the process of that. That's where the sweet spot is. And that's where, you know, when we say enjoy the journey, that's what you want to enjoy. It's enjoying the process of becoming a better version of yourself every single day. And another thing um, for me has been really um, learning to love myself unconditionally. Because that was really hard coming from a society who was very judgmental about everything about yourself. Um, I was self-conscious and I was, I had to be this and I had to look a certain way and all of the things, you know, I never want to go back to my twenties because I feel like I was lost in my twenties. You know what I mean? Like I am, you know, I'm, you know, in my mid thirties and I, I fully step into that so proud of the woman I've become. And recently, I, I think I shared this with you, Monica, is I had a major breakthrough back in January and um, probably the biggest breakthrough of my life. It was an out-of-body experience breakthrough. So it was really powerful. And um, through that, I found my voice again. And I didn't realize that for 30, at the time, 36 years, I had been holding my voice back for so long. And when, when that happened, every door, like so many doors opened up in my life, yeah. but what it allowed me to do is it allowed me to fully step into my best version of myself, not just authentically. Cause I was always showing up as myself authentically, mm-hmm. but unapologetically as well. No, that's really important. And it's hard yeah. with yeah. some of us are still struggling with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and there are days, there are days where you forget that, but yeah. it's about really recentering yourself and grounding yourself and remembering that you are worthy just the way you are being young or being old or being rich or being poor or being big or small it doesn't matter those don't make you worthy Mm -hmm. you are worthy because you are because you're alive and when you can hone into that and tap into that the world is unstoppable it's just everything becomes everything opens up for you and people come into your life that are just beyond you know, I was um, looking for stories of resilience because we're going to have our um, annual, um, for the insurance world, we have our annual, um, it's called the big event in, and it's usually held in Boston. And the topic for this year is resilience, right? Mm. And I was looking for some stories about, you know, what resilient means, like what, how can people relate to it and how people perceive it and whatnot. And there was one story that was, it was very graphic story. It was like three sentence story. 
like very, very cut through. And it was basically when your mom and your dad decided to get together, you already show resiliency because you are here. Yes. All your brothers and sisters are not. Right. Right. And I'm not going to go into the graphics of it, but, you know, <laughs> um, I was like, holy crap. Right. This is. Yeah. You're one in several million, right? You're one in several million. Sometimes we go in, like, we spend hours trying to figure out why me. And all you have to look is like, you are alive. So it is you, you know, you have been resilient from the moment that you were conceived. And because you showed that you wanted to leave and that should be enough right that should be enough and we forget that um so i love when you say you know um learning that i am enough Um, because a lot of us forget and unfortunately unfortunately we live in a in a very very judgmental world and we cannot change the world entirely but we can definitely change our actions right and our actions change the people that we are surrounded by and then it's a it's a it's a domino effect from there right you know we live in a social media world right and where we're always comparing we're comparing ourselves to this and that and that's how we should show up but yeah. And you realize that the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself yesterday and becoming a better version than you were yesterday. You realize that your differences are going to inspire so many people just like you mm-hmm. who don't have someone on social media that looks like them. Right. So be that person that shows up, mm-hmm. be that person that steps out of her comfort zone, be that person that steps into her own truth and owns that. Because somebody in the crowd is going to look at you and say, that's my story. And Mm -hmm. if she can do it, I can do it too. Exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned you had this out-of-body experience. And I'm very Mm -hmm. curious to learn a little bit. Um, I'm sorry. I I know you're for me to ask this question. But I'm very curious to, you don't have to tell me the whole thing, but what did you consider the out-of-body experience and how did it make you feel? I guess I'm more interested yeah. in how do you feel rather than the whole situation, right? But yeah. Um, so when 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 that when that moment happened, when I when I realized that I had a gift and my gift was my voice. Mm-hmm. Um and I got to this place, not by myself. I got to this place doing the work on myself, but I had mentors along the way that were guiding me through the process. And you never know when, when a breakthrough is going to happen. You never know. So it's so important that you stay consistent and you never quit on yourself. That's just yeah. my, like number one. When that moment happened and I realized that it was my voice that I had been holding back for so long. Yeah. It was almost like my life, it was like one of those where your life flashes back, Mm -hmm. your life flashes before your eyes and you remember all these scenes. It's like when someone loses their memory and their memory comes back and they start to like, all these scenes start coming into their mind. And that's what happened with me where 
I started to realize that all those times before that moment, all the times, whether it be in my business or whether it be, you know, moving, you know, countries, whether when I was in school and being bullied because I spoke English better than other people, whether it was all those things that happened was always revolved around my voice being held back. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that I realized that that was why I didn't want to, that was why I wasn't where I want where I thought I should be in my business by then. That was why I realized like all the things that had been holding me back were revolved around that. And it felt like, it's like in the movies when the skies open up and a moment changes everything. That's what I felt in my body. Yeah. And I felt a release of a hundred tons over on of, off of my shoulders. It was like all the pressure I'd been holding on to right here at my head and my shoulders just went away. And in that moment, you know, I work a lot with the law of attraction and I, I really do a lot. I've been doing that work for years. Yeah. And one of the things that you learn is really about letting go of resistance and really trusting God and the universe in the process. And for so long, I thought I was doing that, but I didn't realize I wasn't doing that until that moment when I fully felt in my body what that feels like to completely let go of control and resistance and fully trust in the process where the end goal, my results, my outcome, whatever it was, no longer mattered. Wow. They just didn't. I knew that I had to show up in that moment, be the full version of myself, the best version I can be for that person. And that's all that mattered. And it didn't matter what the outcome was because it's not my job to figure out what my outcome is going to be. There are higher powers working that are bringing things to you bigger than you could have ever imagined, bigger than your brain can even grasp right now. So if I am to sit here and control it, I'm never going to grow. And that's what I realized in that moment is I had to let go. And just give myself a little bit of grace and love on myself a little bit more. And it changed everything for me. This has literally been, I would have to say this happened end of January, which is interesting because I didn't realize it until months later, but it happened on Arbonne's birthday, which is so funny. Like it's, it's a full circle moment, but the month of January before it happens, this happened like January 28th. The month of January was a very rough month for me, emotionally, mentally. Mm -hmm. I could feel so much stirring inside. There was a lot of pain and there was, it was almost like the the caterpillar stage growing into a butterfly, but that chrysalis stage is so painful and just so much shape shifting and so much happening. That's what January was like for me. It was a very rough month. So when that moment happened, it was all that leading up to that moment. And from that moment forward, I literally had the best year of my life so far because of that, because everything, my perspective, my everything, everything I do, everything changed in that moment. Um, and it's, it's been really, really, really cool. I love it. I love it. So just to wrap up, um, what message of empowerment do you have for our listeners today, especially women? You know, I think after hearing what your experience was, um, it would be just fitting to tell them something positive and to basically never give up, right? So what, what do you have to tell them today? Well, I will tell them is that they are put on this earth for a reason. And that they each have their own gift 
and their own message to share with the world. And that gift is unique to them. Nobody else has it. So I would encourage them to go find that gift. And gifts are not meant to be held back. Gifts are meant to share with the world because a gift is not a gift unless you share it with somebody, right? Right. And so find your gift and share that with the world because the world needs you to show up. The world needs you to be yourself fully and authentically and unapologetically now more than ever and go out there and share it with the world and connect with other women, hear their stories, connect with them, collaborate together, help each other out. Be that person that cheers somebody else on who's successful. Be that person that's like the loudest in the arena, clapping and and screaming from joy for the other person. Let somebody else's success story inspire you instead of hinder you. Let it be about what's possible, not about what's wrong with you. And so that is my advice to every single woman listening to this call. You are enough just the way you are. Don't hold that back. Just go out there and change the world because we need that. We need you to do that. Love it. Oh, that was so inspirational. Let me absorb it. And let's just, you know, embrace it for a moment because it was amazing. Thank you. And now I have a few fun questions for you. Are you ready? I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to shuffle them a little bit. But what does transcending mean to you? Transcending to me is going inwards, connecting with your true authentic self. It's connecting with with source, that power that creates worlds so that you can elevate yourself to a level that is in alignment with that energy and with that power of love, unconditional love. Love it. Now I'm going to leave the the food question to the end because I'm interested in learning that Mm -hmm. one, but what um, has been uh, a book that have had a lot of impact on you or a book that you're reading that, you know, you Um, like, Right. So many books. I mean, I'm looking at my library of books here. Um, But one book that I think is very helpful to everybody. And it's, it's great because it works at any level that you're at, whether Mm -hmm. you're just starting personal growth, or whether you've been doing it for years. Uh, The book Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein, Gabrielle Bernstein, uh, is a life changing book. I studied that book, like, for three months, we did a book club on it. And it's been so life changing. And what I love about Gabby Bernstein is she has an ability to explain things in latent terms, like anybody at any level can understand them at where they're at. And if you're advanced, you will still get a message that, you know, is in alignment with where you are. So it is a book that I highly recommend be on your shelf, be on your night table, be a book that you will open and refer back to. It's almost like the Bible of personal growth. Uh, among many, many other books, any, you know, uh, Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks books, those are life-changing. But I feel that that book can be helpful to anybody at any any level and any stage that they're at. Yeah, I just added it to our podcast book list. So I ask about this on every single episode and I, I'm, I have a huge list where not only I am purchasing to read them and make sure that, you know, I grow as well as an individual, but for everyone 
to, you know, go in there and grab what you think, you know, you need. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. What makes you move? What, what gets you out of the funk? What type of music do you like listening to? Um, any upbeat inspirational music, really music, just, it could be, it could be anything will get me moving. Um, but for me getting out of a funk, that's an interesting question because yes, moving and movement and going for a walk in nature and just reconnecting is, is a great way to, um, to do that. And there's two things that I do regularly. So when I, let's say I'm trying to work and I can't get work done, I can't focus. I shut it down and I take a break. Yeah. I take a break sometimes for a day and what happens on the other side is mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing I do regularly is I grab my journal mm -hmm. and I write an appreciation list. I just sit down and I write pages. I have, it's actually, I have the, the super attractor journal because it's so cute and fun. But I mean, I write pages and pages of things that I'm appreciating in my life, that I appreciate in my life, things that I love. Because what appreciation does is it raises your vibration up to the, um, to the vibration of love and connection and alignment. And it helps you realign with that power. Uh, and it pulls me right out of a funk. It's crazy. And it works. Because it helps you focus on what is working and not what's not working. Yeah, I love it. Any um, woman that has had a big influence into you, who you are today? Absolutely. Hands down, my mother. Um, what she's gone through in her life, I don't think most women could survive. Yeah. Um, but to be the person that she is today, she took those very rough years and, and you know, turned them into something um, to help her become the woman that she is today. Mm -hmm. um, my mother has always been a giver. She's always done philanthropy work uh, in Lebanon because my mom didn't you know, she's, she learned how to speak Arabic, but she couldn't, you know, she didn't read and write it. And so yeah. she, you know, was raising five kids with no family support around. And so she spent her time giving back uh, through different organizations. And so I grew up in that household where being kind and giving back was not an option. It was just the way of life. Um, and so she's, she's one of my biggest inspirations for being the person that I am today. That's amazing. Thank you, mom. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Last question, I promise. What is the food that you love the most? And don't think that you're getting off from cooking Lebanese food for me because I'm Oh I'm no, coming. I promised you that I am happen. coming over. <laughs> we're gonna have a feast. Yeah. Yeah, we'll but, do we'll do a cooking segment with that. Yeah, I'll um, take the wine, you cook the yeah. food. You know, but you know, I, I, not because I'm biased, but Lebanese food is by far the best cuisine I've ever had. And because I grew up in Lebanon, I always say it's worth yeah. the plane ticket just for the food. Like, it's yeah. not like anything here. Like, but you know, I grew up eating a lot of um, fresh fruits and fresh vegetables. Like my life was around that. So, you know, making a massive bowl of fresh tabbouleh with farm fresh ingredients yeah. is like heaven on earth for me, you know? So a lot of these Lebanese meals are just so good for you, but they're so yummy. And they just, I feel so connected with the food. Yeah. And, and I'm very big on like knowing where your food comes from. So I'll go to the farmer's market and I'll buy my parsley and my onions and my tomatoes and my fresh mint. And I'll put up, put it together in this beautiful salad. And 
I could eat an entire bowl and I'm so happy and I don't care about anything else on the table, you know? So, yeah. so just really reconnecting with, you know, I love Lebanese food, love, 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 love Lebanese food. And I love Lebanese food the way it's made in Lebanon, not the way it's been altered here. So when I make it, I try to make it as authentic as I can, as, as what I remember, um, because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And have, um, here in Worcester, we have a bakery um, on Water Street. And when I go, you know, they have food that you can pick from and whatever, but I always ask them to make the bread fresh for me. So they have like a, a basement where you can go and they have the oven and everything in there. And I can see him making it himself. Um, and it is so delicious. It, yeah. like, it looks like oregano. I'm sorry. I don't know the name of it. I just tell them I want the bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a flat, it's like a flat round pizza. Um, it's not pita. It's, um, oh my God. What's the name? Is it Lebanese? Yeah, it is Lebanese. It's Zata. It's Zata. That's, that's what it is. Zata. Yeah. yeah, that's what I tell yeah, So, so yeah. yeah, I know in English they say Zatar. It's Zata. Yeah. What Zata is, is it's thyme and they mix yeah. it with sumac. I actually make my own. So when you come over, make sure I give you some. I, I bring it from Lebanon and I mix it here. He makes so it does. with oregano and then he makes um, one with cheese on one side and oregano cheese. in the other. Yeah. Um, and then they make me um, the garlic paste so I can yeah. dip it. Oh, yeah. And the hummus. So yeah. they make it all. So I go, I ask for it. They told me to come back in like an hour and then I pick it up. And they, awesome. they, they are owned many, many years, family owned for many, many years. And I love, love. I have a pizza oven. So when you come over, I'll make you. Something. Oh my God. That's yeah. Amazing. yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways, thank you so much for being here today, Catherine. I really, really appreciate it. I honestly love how we have connected, how we're, you know, learning to appreciate each other learning how to become leaders, becoming friends. I just, I just love everything about you. And thank you for sharing your story. Sometimes it's not easy to talk about, you know, our past or, you know, where we've, where we've been. Um, but I think it's, it's brave. And I think people need to hear it. And when I mean people, women, women need to hear it. Because once we step out of that shell, everything becomes possible. And I think, you know, I know I repeat this a lot on every episode, uh, almost every episode, but your story is important. Every person matters. And we all can learn a little bit more compassion And we don't have to do this alone. I know there is a lot out there of like, you don't have to do this alone or like woman empowerment, but we're real people. We're not famous people trying to attract more, you know, followers or anything like that. We're real women trying to help our community, trying to lift each other up. And I think, you know, what you do is extremely amazing. And yeah, we are an hour away, but look at this, you know, like we are supporting each other. And I really, really appreciate everything you're doing. Um, so keep it going, never give up. And I cannot wait to see, like, what do you do now with the time? <laughs> 
because you know we're kids in school now you can take care of yourself a little yeah. bit more. I've been jam-packed I have to say I have so many projects so many things on the list that I had been holding back and yeah. I'm just I'm not holding back I'm just so ready to to grow even more as a person but to bring so many people with me and help change their lives as well and 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 I just want to tell you I am so appreciative for you and the time you took with me and just what you're doing for women out there for you to have the courage and the strength to show up the way you do and uh, you're inspiring so many women to step into their own truth and and it's beautiful to watch. So I'm just so, I wish we lived closer, but I still drive the hour okay. to see you. It's okay. And I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> so okay. thank you yeah. so much. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to collaborate. So, you know, let's put this story out there and, and, and let's see, you know, how many women we uplift together. So and like, I, I, I'm putting out an invitation for anybody that wants to have a conversation, just connect with me. I love having one-on-ones. I love hearing your story and where you were and where you are. And I'm always open, open for yeah. that. So please you're the queen me. of one-on-ones. <laughs> you are, you are. So keep it, keep it going. Um, so thank okay. you so much. And until the next one. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Hey y'all, thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world if you don't follow us yet please subscribe at the, our youtube channel which is under my name monica Duani. you can also follow us on instagram at transcend with m or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one -on -one, make sure to just connect on linkedin and send me a message it's monica Duani, and i'm always here for you i hope that you enjoy this episode and i'll see you next week